Hello, everybody. Welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our second season review show. And of course, uh, we did Chelsea last time with Nishikant. If you haven't seen that, do check it out. But here we are with uh, talking about the champions of England, like Manchester City. And uh, we've got two big city fans in the house. Uh, we've got others joining us after a long, long time. Others, welcome back. It's great to see you. Hello. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me again. It's been a while since I've yeah, last time was you talking about Chelsea, actually, ironically. But anyway, yes, it's good. And Roman Abramovich, it's good to it's have always you. good to talk about City, so yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, we hope to, uh, on more. But yes, nonetheless, we've also got our uh, regular uh, this season. We've got Gaurav on the show. Gaurav, welcome once again. Nice to have you. Yeah, thank you, Roy. It's always yeah. good to be on the show. Yeah, and you predicted correctly that City would win. So, you know, that's something yeah. that put it. It was a little bit uh, difficult. Uh, well, not difficult, but uh, sometimes, uh, yeah, it's a little bit... Uh, Harrowing, but the city got the job done. Thankfully for all of us, well, for most yeah. of us at least, city got the job done. Anyway, so let's just talk about it. Let's talk about the season as a whole, and then let's start with um, not just the Premier League, others. But I mean, what do you, how do you rate the season? Because I mean, they won the title, but they seem to always win the title. Um, you know, but uh, do you feel do you feel that uh, not? And of course, they didn't win the Carabao Cup, which they always seem to win. Uh, of course, they had a bit of disappointment in the FA Cup. The Champions League was probably disappointing. So, how do you rate the season overall um, as a fan for Manchester City? Uh, look, if you ask me personally, in terms of numbers, I would rate it like 8 out of 10. And two points are just of Champions League. Believe me. The Carabao Cup, the, all the, the, other, the other domestic cups are just an addition to the morale boost, I would say. Push a little higher for the players for the Champions League spot and title finish the, till the very end. Uh, like, how the season started, like how... Chelsea started really well, but they dropped points after a while. But how City picked up and they were actually very consistent to the very end. So that was a good part for all of us. And yeah, it was a little heartbreaking moment when we were out of the Champions League. But nevertheless, title is a title and yeah. proud of it. So yeah. it's been a good season. Good yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it's been a good season for City. I think. I think that that's really it, isn't it? It's, it's winning one. Uh, you know, winning a trophy is still something. Uh, you know, it's, it's more than most teams manage. I know firsthand. Uh, but uh, anyway, go out of, um, do you give that assessment? Eight out of ten for for City. Uh, I would rate it seven out of ten. Actually, like you know, I think uh, we should have won into the uh, domestic cup, one of Carabao or FA Cup. And uh, Champions League, obviously, we know what happened in the semi-final, in the second leg. That was really, really disappointing. But if you uh, look at it the other way, that uh, we didn't really have a striker for the whole season. Like, basically, we're... Yeah, and I'm a striker for three years, I think. Two or three years now. Yeah, yeah. yeah Aguero, Aguero basically left last year only. And uh, Jesus has played as a striker the last season, I think. And this season, more of, most of the time, he played on the wing. So, that mm-hmm. is one thing. And I also, I think... People might actually not realize this, but uh, with it lack a little bit of uh, you know squad depth. We actually have only 16 outfield players in our team right now, and that includes uh, 37-year-old Fernandinho. So that is something you know which hurt us us as well. So yeah, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the squad depth issue thing because I mean we always talk about City having two teams basically. And yet this season, it felt like they were a bit understaffed. Um, and I don't know why that was. Maybe, because uh, I don't think there have been any significant departures that have not been replaced. Um, and they did spend $100 million on, on Jack Village as well. So do you think that's some that's an area of concern um, for City going forward, that perhaps um, it's something that they need to address, that the players are leaving and maybe not being replaced? Or 
Is this something? I think I think definitely this uh, uh, this is going to be a test this season. Definitely. I mean, Fernandinho is leaving. I have a feeling, you know, one of uh, Mares or Sterling might leave as well. So Jesus might be leaving be, as well. Yeah, Jesus is almost confirmed he's leaving. He's basically said mm-hmm. in an interview after the match that uh, he has made up his mind and thus he has told everyone at City that what his decision is. So basically, it means that he's leaving. So oh, we are getting Haaland and uh, we're also getting oh, Alvarez. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, I, that, yeah for sure. But <laughs> yeah, uh, so I think that those positions are sorted out. But I think we need a uh, depth in the midfield department. I think I think uh, Gilish was. I originally thought that Gilish was going to play in that midfield position. You know, alongside De Bruyne or uh, Bernardo at times. That that doesn't seem to happen this season. He basically played on the wings whenever he got the chance. Yeah. So, Maybe yeah, it's, never it's, know. Yeah, it's, it's a midfield. I, even I feel so. It's a midfield where we lacking players because Rodri, for Rodri, we don't have a natural replacement anymore. Because Fernandinho is supposed to be his replacement because of his age, but he's been playing and covering up for centre back position. And in the midfield, it's just Bernardo, who is not a natural box to box player or even a holding player, holding midfielder. He's playing there. Gunter who is having a little off-season, I would say, on and off, on and off in patches. So that is the main reason he was off. And apart from that, it's the double pivot role, which I don't think Pep is opting for this whole season because he knew that we had a little downside because of it last season. So it's it's a single pivot, yeah. which is Rodri. So he was opting for Rodri alone and not Kunduman and, Rod- and Rodri at the same time. Yeah. That was one thing. But I guess after Fernandinho's departure, you would be getting someone in the midfield as well. Yeah. Strengthen up and like have a proper defensive backup for Rodri. Young backup. Yeah, I mean, a, a CDM will of course be there because Gundogan probably will leave as well. I think on Grealish yeah. as well, I think it's hard to dislodge Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne as if you're playing with those two. So Grealish cannot really get into that midfield position. And then you've also got Phil Foden as well, who's there. So, you know, it's hard for anybody to become that central midfielder for City. But anyway, we'll talk about Grealish a little bit more. I'm going forward. I mean, Arish, uh, one thing that I didn't want to touch on is the fact that that loss to Madrid was was heartbreaking and and how it happened. And I do have some you know this in the section there that I did want to talk about as well later. But I mean, the reality is though that we all talked about well, can they bounce back and they bounce back. I mean, they've shown it as well against Spurs in the way that they lost a couple of years ago and then they still came back to win the title. Um, so, but do you think the way that they responded, where they just smashed Newcastle? I think they smashed um, Bulls as well. I think it was they smashed. I'm not sure. Uh, there were two teams in this match, and they had a bit of a wobble against West Ham, but they still came back from 2-0 down against West Ham and Villa. Do you think that bodes well for next season, just the fact that they've got, got, like, got a little bit of that character and, and that perhaps that uh, fight in them? Um, that uh, Look, uh, maybe having a good personality, having a character, having a good mentality in Premier League was never a doubt for City. Okay? Mm-hmm. It was always Champions League where we lacked a character, you can say. That too is an argument for some other day. But uh, again, like Premier League was never a doubt for City. Okay, so I was uh, seeing and watching a Jack Grealish interview yesterday after match celebration. He was asked a simple question, like, what you thought when you were to the tunnel down? He simply answered, like, I thought we were done. It was just a regular day. We understood that it's not, it's not our day. We're not going to win it. But the same question was asked from Kevin De Bruyne. And he answered in a different way. And he answered in a way like, yeah, we're fine. We, were, we, we knew we were going to bounce back. It's normal. So that's a difference 
coming from a guy who stayed at Aston Villa and coming from a guy who's been at City for the white. So it's the mentality difference. We we have that. We have that mentality in Premier League. We just need to be carried forward in a Champions League. I guess that is the mentality which Haaland is going to bring to us. That hunger mentality, that mentality of not losing, not accepting to lose a game, not ready to accept the defeat or like sitting back. So I guess that's a big hope, not just at the striker position, but he's going to spread that mentality all across the like the whole team. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, but sure. I mean hopefully that that happens um, for City's sake. Um, I would like I would like to add something to that. Yeah, sure. I think. You know, if you describe our team, I think we are an OCD team. You know, we don't react well to mess most of the times. And, you know, when you consider teams like uh, Real Madrid or even Liverpool, uh, you know, their players are, they have a different mentality, especially in the Champions League games. You know, their heads explode at once, all the all of the players. That is something that we lack. And I think uh, no matter who we sign, you know, if it's Haaland or anyone, it's not going to change that easily, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Pep has been blamed uh, for last season that he, you know, when he fucks up basically in big games, he, you know, selects players that shouldn't be playing. But I think this season his uh, selection was spot on, even the game yeah, against Madrid. Maybe he did substitute De Bruyne and I think a little early. He thought that the game was won, but I don't think that was on him. Basically, like I said, we don't react well to mess most of the time, yeah, at least in the Champions League. Yeah, I just want. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder if it's the atmosphere. So, I mean, they don't. They do get a lot. I mean, I know it's a pet peeve, but they do get a lot of easy draws sometimes at the start as well. One thing I would say, like the game against Atletico Madrid, was a big learner for the City team. Like such games, teams like Liverpool, Real Madrid, any other big club, big shot, has been into that kind of atmosphere. They have learned from that atmosphere. Like such games are there in Champions League. You have to be ready. That was a very good learner for City as an experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and hopefully they can pick up. I mean, I mean, for me, uh, you know, it's a matter of when, not if City will win the Champions League. I think that's just what it is. We're just waiting to see when it will happen. And you know, as a, as a rival fan, I just hope it doesn't happen next year, next year, next year. But we, we all know it's going to happen at some point. There's just too much money there and too much um, investment and too much planning for it to not happen. So that's just my feeling on that. But anyway, each year that it does happen, we celebrate, and then until until it does, until it does, and then you know that that's then when the world that's when the world ends. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll talk about the players that we've got because I think it was a nice segue that Adesh mentioned. Talk about Kevin De Bruyne. Now, for me, he's easily the top player in the Premier League. No, at least this season, he probably is. I think he definitely is. Um, where do you rank him among the top players in the world? Where do you see his position? Because I have an answer for that, but I'll wait to hear from you before, for both of you before I get mine because I want to influence yours. So. Definitely in the top three, right? I think. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you could probably say uh, Lewandowski. Is uh, maybe he's ahead of him, but then again, he plays in a league where you know the quality difference is huge. <laughs> like I know he performs well in uh, Champions League games as well in everything, but I think if uh, the current De Bruyne was playing for that Bayern team, he would be ripping it apart as well. So definitely in the top three, I would say currently the second best player in the world. Second best, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, Adish, how are you? Same, same for me. Like in top three, when he's performing day in day out in Champions League and Premier League, that's not a joke. It's similar for Salah or Sad. Sad Bishan is not performing in Champions League as of now, but Salah is someone who's performing well. Mbappe yeah. is someone who's performing well. But top three, a little biasness there. Yeah, like third number after Lewandowski and Mbappe. I would say. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I would probably say he's number two. I wouldn't even go Benzema. I mean, Benzema has stopped for me right now, but then that's probably number two is probably De Bruyne. Um, and I think he's better than Lewandowski. I mean, this season, I think he's been better than Lewandowski. I don't think Lewandowski has been at his usual level. Um, Bayern haven't been at the usual level, to be honest. So that just put him down. I don't think Mbappe is all that. I think Mbappe probably scrapes in the top five. I don't even think he's... Uh, Honestly, I don't even think he's top five, to be honest. And it's hard to judge. But anyway, we'll talk about Mbappe on another day. But yeah, I think De Bruyne definitely second for me. I mean, easily. Um, I think he's better than Salah as well. I think Salah, again, has a bit of an up-and-down season. He's been good. He was very good in the first half of the season. And then the second half, he's just been average. Maybe it's fatigue, whatever. But yeah, I think I think that's De Bruyne. But anyway, uh, let me know in the comment section. What do you think? Do you think De Bruyne is in your top two, top three, where he's ranked him? Yeah, do that. Smash like as well for Kevin De Bruyne, by the way, if, he, if he's a favorite player. Uh, but obviously, love that. Um, let's continue. Though. We'll talk about Jack Wheelish. Um, Aldash, um, wait him 100 million pounds. What do you think? Well, how's the season been for him? Look, I'll chat him some slack as it was his first season. And every new signing's first season under Pep starts from the second season. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Maris, whether it's Rodri, whether it's Sterling, anyone who is new to Pep is going to perform in the second season. So we have to wait until we come to a conclusion regarding Jack Grealish. But initially, if you asked me before this, before he came to City, I was very dicey about him, like whether we should opt for him or not, because he is a winger, okay? Technically, he's a winger. And if you play him in the middle, that's good. He can play there. But naturally, he's a winger. He's played there with Aston Villa from throughout. And we need pacey wingers. Leroy Sané was the one who showed us what pace and good dribbling and decent shooting can bring to this team. The breakouts, the breaking the pass. Jack Grealish, right now, what he's bringing to the table is something what we already have. It's just more fouls. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. You know what? Um, oh, did others? I think we might have... Oh, did I lose both of you guys? Hello. Hey. Hello. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, I think I lost connection. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, sorry, my connection sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 please carry on, others. You were saying yeah. uh, you stopped at fouls. So, uh, yeah. So he's just bringing something special called fouls, what we already have in the, under the name of Sterling. So we need something more in terms of output from him. We have Sterling, we have Jesus, who are good in cutting inside and going inside, but we need something with the output part. Sterling is not the best when it comes to giving deliveries and putting deliveries into the box. He's good. He's not the best. But when you pay 100 million, you need a best player in terms of delivery, passes and crosses. So if he is playing on the wings, we'll be needing deliveries, if not goals, assists. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I guess um, Jesus, I mean, Jesus will not be here, but um, yeah, I guess he just some in some ways he doesn't suit the style. That's what I feel. Um, but I also think I think maybe it's a little bit of getting used to playing for a big club because it's different thing for the big club. But, um, you know, we'll have to see um, how Pep uses him the next season. I think maybe the next season. Yeah, this this question you, which you mentioned playing for the big club was asked to him in the last interview as well. So to which he answered like, at Aston Villa, he was given the freedom. He, was, he mm-hmm. used to ask the ball from his players, like, give me the ball, let me perform, let me do some magic. But at City, he is always constantly being told by Pep, just one rule, just one guidance. Do not lose the ball. To which he reacted very differently this season. He's like, he doesn't know what to do sometimes with the ball. He wants to do something, but there's a pressure from the coach that he might lose the ball. So he doesn't have to lose the ball. So he can't do something which he wants to do. He's restricted because of that. 
But I guess that will come with time. That will come with the understanding of the philosophy of Pep Guardiola. So yeah. Once he is used to it, I guess he'll be a little more open yeah. and more natural in his play. The, the Salah point is a good one actually. I don't think City have properly replaced him. That's just, just my opinion. I don't think they've really replaced him. Yeah, but hey, that's a conversation for another day. Gaurav, um, I'll talk about one more player. Ben, there's so many City players that you talk. You talk about De Bruyne. You can talk about Rodri. You can talk about Cancelo. You can talk about Foden. Um, and they've all been sensational. But one player I didn't want to talk about is Ruben Diaz. Um, now, I mean, if I ask Sidhan, I know what Sidhan is going to tell me. You know, I'm in the show, but I know what he's going to tell me. Ruben Diaz. But do you feel, uh, I think last season, he was probably the best defender in, in the Premier League. Do you feel he's regressed a little bit this season? Or do you think it's just more that uh, we've kind of got accustomed to what he is, and so we don't necessarily see him in the same light? What, what do you make of Ruben Diaz this season? I think, uh, you know, he has been injured like quite consistently. So that has also played a part. And uh, I always feel like he plays better with Stones alongside him. Uh, you know, I think uh, his playing style suits Stones better than it does Laporte. So maybe that's one thing that could be improved. I, I still think he's a top, top defender and uh, he'll come back. He's still very young. He's still only 24, 25. So that's very young. And I think he can be, you know, back to his best next season. And on Grealish, I would like to add that to it that uh, I actually read his interview as well. And uh, one line that he said was that uh, uh, he was actually afraid to play yeah. for us this season because yeah. of the instructions that was given to him. And one more thing is that I think uh, he could be a really, really good player playing alongside a proper striker, you know, someone like Alain. And basically, with, with the system that City played, it was very easy to double up on the wingers, you know, whether it was Grealish or whether it was Mahrez. So, that is not going to happen next season with Haaland at top because your know, center backs will be dragged all over the place. So, maybe, you know, we can get the best out of Grealish next season as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, it'll be interesting. For, for Ruben Diaz, I would say uh, injuries played a major role in his like, not having a good time on the pitch. And yes, I agree with Gaurav there that he plays quite well when he's playing with Stones. Mm-hmm. That is like when he plays on the left, the left centre-back position. Okay, The right centre-back position is something which he doesn't like to be at, I would say. Because he has to cover up for Walker or Cancelo, whosoever plays there. And they're not just he's just not that quick to cover up from him. But on the left, I would say if it's Zinchenko, for example, he doesn't go that higher that often. Okay? So, he, he mostly stays in the middle most of the time. So, it's easier for Sinchenko to come up and cover up for him. But again, that's not, a, it's not a, more like a, a lame excuse, I would say. Uh, he had a downfall this season because of the injuries, I would say. But at the same time, he's been compared to players who are playing at the peak, okay? like 28 or 30. He's just 24. No mm-hmm. other player is playing at that level. He's just 24. No, the defender. Okay, hardly few. So he's at the top amongst any if there's any. Yeah, yeah no, that makes sense. Although I've just uh, stepped away for a bit. So uh, we'll, we'll continue though um, on this one. Audition. I mean, I was actually going to come to call it because he kept talking about Haaland. I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about Haaland now because we're always just excited to talk about that. But um, others, from City having no strikers, they've actually signed two strikers for the summer. They've signed uh, Julian Ravis and they've signed uh, Erling Haaland. Um, I mean, obviously, we'll talk about Haaland more when, when the season starts and what we expect from him. Um, but but it, this is something that's interesting because it's kind of a change in policy because they, they usually don't go for these kind of whole blockbuster Hollywood type of signings but they've signed Jack Grealish for you know quite a big money now they've done that with Haller as well do you see that as a change in policy from Guardiola where he's saying well you know the previous policy is successful but maybe we need a little bit more or do you just think that's just a product of the times where um, every signing is amplified and made bigger than it is 
So, Ramit, if you look closely in the city, they haven't stick to one philosophy since day one. They always keep on changing that philosophy every three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. Under Mancini, we were different. Under Pellegrini, we were different. Under Pep, we were different. And under Pep, we are evolving different. Earlier, we are a different team with different dynamics. We had Sane, we had Sterling. We used to play a counter-attacking football as well. Now, just controlling more of a possession football. It was possessive, but counter as well. Now, it's never counter-attacking football because we have no one with speed to counter apart from Sterling. So, it's always evolving with time. And with Haaland, I guess things are going to change. He's going to give us a different dynamic. So, under Pep Guardiola, you need a player who can hold up the ball quite nicely. Good first touches, good holding up, decent passing, if not good, as a striker. And Haaland lacks all of that. Okay? I'm not saying he's bad at it. All I'm saying is he's not he's not known for like good, good touches, good passes. He's known for finishing. He's known for his heading capabilities. He's known for his movement. Maybe that is something what Pep needs right now. With players like Jack Grealish to deliver him, as per his movement, maybe with Kevin De Bruyne, Mahrez, if he stays, anyone in the midfield who can deliver according to the need. Yeah. So that is something which I guess... And, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and I think it does make... The, the, when we come back to the Champions League game against Edmundovic, they should have won that in the first leg itself. They could have probably scored seven or eight, right? And maybe that is the thinking as well from, from Guardiola is that, well, I mean, you know, I don't... I don't need a striker who can pass the ball around because in those critical moments, in those big cup games, I need a striker who's going to finish the chances as they come because that's what we need. We need someone ruthless up front. Maybe that is the thinking we are bringing in Haaland? Definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. definitely. You know, maybe last season uh, we were after Kane who's a, who's a very good finisher as well. And uh, But he's more of a, you know, last couple of seasons he's started to drop deep and, you know, more getting involved in the build-up and everything. And Haaland is completely different to him. Right now, and I feel like he's like he's ruthless in front of the goal. As others said, he's someone whose movement is really good. He knows, you know, how to get behind the defense. He knows yeah. how to drag the defenders wide. Right? He has he has to. He would definitely have to work on his touches and everything because what I have seen of him, he he has he lacks a little bit of that you know technical ability that you know you would say Aguero had or even Jesus had. You know, but. I wouldn't expect too much from him in that department. He's, he's mainly been signed to score goals and I think he's going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, City put a lot of passes in the box. They've got a good service for him. He's just there to, you know, finish off the chances and, uh, yeah. you know, get maybe that be that difference in those critical, you know, tight encounters or those, uh, you know, critical moments. And I think that, that would be something. I mean, it would be interesting because I don't think Pep has generally had an out-and-out target man. I think Lewandowski is the only one who I can think that he's had. And I'm not talking, man. I've been betting for Harry Kane stocks, though. I mean, must you wondering? Um, you know, I mean, obviously Spurs are going to be in the Champions League, but still, any first thoughts as to what what he must be thinking. But anyway, we'll talk about Harry Kane on another day. Um, let's talk about the final uh, thoughts, though, of course, for the, for the uh, goal, 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 what are you? What are the positions that you think City need to go for in the summer transfer? Aside of a striker, they've already got that, but uh, where else do you think they need to spend them? I think it a lot depends on who is leaving. Right? I think uh, with uh, Haaland and Alvarez, that position is completely sort out. If, uh, you know, one of... I'm not sure who would leave. You know, it could be Bernardo, it could be Gundogan in the midfield. Well, Gundogan has and, said he's uh, leaving, right? Gundogan, Gundogan no, he, he hasn't said that. He hasn't confirmed it. Basically, they are just rumours right now, but you never know. There have been rumours that he has been carrying a back injury since a long time and he has 
had issues in the second half of the season and uh, there was a post on a forum that i read blue moon forum that someone said that uh, the injury is so bad that he could even consider retirement <laughs> i don't think that's true right now but you never know so maybe one of gundogan or bernardo leaves and same with sterling and mahrez one of them could leave so that those areas would definitely need we will need some reinforcements apart from that i think we need a dm Uh, first of all and i probably think a full back you know a left back or right back any could anything could could you know work maybe if we sign a right back as well for understudy to walker then maybe jinchenko and cancelo can you know play as left back and if we go for a left back or krell or someone then i'm fine with that as well uh, yeah i mean i guess if you the idea this is no cover for walker right? the cover for walker is essentially cancelo but he plays on the left back so you know yeah. maybe maybe getting a right back is something that they need to look into or uh, maybe kukurela can be coming and be a left footed right back i mean you always had a right right for a left back now why not have a left footed right back right i mean you know that just uh, that's all fair things um others you give that do you think any other areas need to be strengthened uh you're muted just a oh you're okay no no good good no you're good now okay. yeah. so it's just the midfield i would say which we really need the depth because uh, if bernardo leaves or gundogan leaves either of them will have open space and fernandinho has already left so just rodri is going to start every game apart like aside kevin de bruyne so there's one player who needs to be there in the starting 11 and one as a backup for kevin de bruyne maybe if not so let's see it's basically the midfield the defense uh, anything everyone if we get someone for the defense is a surplus to what we need in the midfield because uh, attackers are sorted and it's just one person i really do not want city to give a contract to that is rahim sterling yeah, i mean those don't my question rahim sterling everybody is very stand on that needs one. to leave okay i'm just so he was the one who turned guy. around the game last night you know? yeah he he was the <laughs> guy who turned around the game but because of him we lose so many games as well Well, you don't lose that many games. You just don't. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think so I, many I is think, relative, isn't I, it? So many. I think. Relative. I think. Roy, uh, Sterling is also someone you know who would play well with a striker up front. You know, a lot of concerns of Sterling and Grealish has been because we really didn't have anyone to target in the box, to be honest. And if our midfielders didn't step up and score that goal, we would be in lot of lot and lot of trouble. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure. If not I think Sterling is bring something you know different to the team. You know that pace and that directness that no one has in our team right now, yeah. apart from it. Yeah, I wonder if we we'll also think about perhaps moving Grealish or Foden in field because then you've got Alvarez who can also play on the wings. So you might yeah. be looking at that because you're only losing one striker at the moment, which is um, Jesus. You still have the other forward, yeah. assuming Sterling stays. So maybe the plan is to not buy a midfielder and maybe use Grealish or Foden as a central midfielder. I don't know. If that Gardelli in an interview said that uh, you know he's uh, he's basically said that Foden is not matured enough right now to play in that midfield. He basically said maybe uh, yeah. two or three seasons later he would be, but right now he's more suited to the wings. Yeah, Gardelli says a lot of things. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe he's true. You know, we don't know. He's handled it all perfectly right now, so maybe that that's the way it goes. Um, but anyway, on that note, final questions for both of you. Uh, are the two starting to play the season? Uh, sorry. Player of the season. Who's your player of the season? I mean, it's an obvious question. You're actually question. asking me that question. I, I, I know it's obvious, but you know, gotta be consistent. So I ask you as well. I ask. I ask. Has, has to be. Has to be Kevin De Bruyne. But like uh, until the mid-season, for me personally, it was Cancelo. Mm-hmm. But as the season ended, I'm like, 
hands down Kevin De Bruyne. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Gaurav, or any any contra- contrasting opinion or the same? <laughs> no, I think Kevin De Bruyne definitely, and one player that you know deserves a mention is Rodri. He has been brilliant for us this season. He's, he's scored some really important goals as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So last yeah. season, last season when Rodri was new, right? Again, like first season under Pep Guardiola is is a bad season technically. Last season, we were just hoping Pep Guardiola doesn't start Rodri because he was that bad. Okay, Fernandinho mm-hmm. wasn't good enough, but he was good enough to play there in place of Rodri. And now we just wanted Rodri to start every game because he was that good in that role. Yeah. That was the change which he brought. Yeah, I wonder if, if Rodri is one of those players who prefers being a single PM instead of being a double pivot like he was used last season. Now, certain players have certain positions. I think Gundogan prefers a double pivot. I think Rodri doesn't like a double pivot. So, you know, things like that. But they needed that double pivot last season. Otherwise, they would not have won the title. So, you know, it's, it's always different tactics and different things and how they fit. Um, you know, yeah, we do a little bit of tactical no, analysis. No, no, well. no questions on underperformance of the season, right? <laughs> did anyone underperform this season for City? I mean, I would say, I would say Ederson. I would say Ederson. Ederson. Oh, really? Ederson. Yeah, I think I think uh, he needs to improve his shot stopping, and yeah. I hopefully I think uh, basically I read uh, someone's opinion that uh, his shot stopping isn't really good because he doesn't have a really good finisher to even face in the uh, training sessions. So maybe Harlan <laughs> would improve it when he comes. Well, I don't know. Maybe that is true. Maybe that is true. But you know what? De Bruyne might take offense to that fact that he's not a good finisher. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I just, I mean, since Gaurav has brought it up, do you have an underperformer as well since you're here? Uh, that's, that's a tough one. Like Sterling. I am being a little biased here, but Sterling. For I, I just don't like that guy. Yeah. Not anymore. So, I used to defend that guy a lot. Yeah, that's possible. It's it's possible. It's possible. I mean, you know, I'm yeah. I mean, it's hard to pick one. I mean, probably Jack Grealish is the obvious target to say that he's the underperformer. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll cut him some slack because of his first season. Yeah, but I haven't thought about uh, Edison actually, and it's possible that Edison could be one of the underperformers. You could even make a, you know, I mean, yeah, there might be other players as well. I mean, Mares. I mean, you know, to be fair with Mares, I mean, if 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 City had lost the title yesterday, I think a lot of people might have blamed him because he actually had those two critical moments where. He could have won, you know, he could have you know put Liverpool out of sight. But anyway. Surprisingly, Mares, I guess, if I'm not wrong, he is the top scorer of the team. Yeah, he probably might be. Yeah, I'm not saying that he was he underperformed is. at all. He I'm not going to say that he yeah. underperformed. I'm just saying that if, if things had not gone the way they did yesterday, uh, we might be having a very yeah. different conversation today. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. On that note, I mean, I hope City have a good summer. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the end of the season now. And we'll have to wait and see what happens in the window, post-transfer window. Uh, but thank you so much, Adarsh. Thank you so much, Gaurav, for joining me and sharing your thoughts. And of course, you're all very happy mood. I know it's, it's a wonderful, it's a celebrating mood now. Um, you know, it's City having won the title. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. Well, I certainly did. Um, yeah. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Rohit. Like, yeah, yeah, it's always good to talk about good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, if you enjoyed this video, do remember to give it a like and share it, of course. If you're a City fan, let us know what you thought about City's season, of course, share in the comments. Um, if you're not a City fan, let us know what you thought about City anyway. You know, um, you know, uh, let us know what you thought. Do you, do you, what, do you, what do you think is going to happen this summer as well? Because uh, there are some positions that City need to strengthen. So let us know what you think. Uh, of course, uh, do remember to subscribe to our channel on YouTube as well as follow us on Facebook. Um, we are going to do quite a few videos, actually. There's a few more season reviews to come. And then there is a Champions League final as well to come, which City will not be playing in. Um, but uh, that's a, that's a slight thing. But no, but we'll be doing a preview and reaction for that as well. So to come, so do remember to subscribe so you can notify for those videos. Um, thank you so much for watching. Have a good day or night, and we'll see you again very soon. Bye.